What is up, everybody? How you doing? How you living? It's been a while. Uh, it's been feels like two weeks now since we last recorded. I, I think it literally has been. And we've missed a lot. You know, there's a lot that Trace and I have got to talk about. And we're excited to get into it for this episode. I think we just spent 45 minutes catching up. And that time just flew by. And I cannot wait to have this another 45-minute conversation and probably another 45-minute conversation following the recording because that's how much information we have to catch up on. I also think we just need to talk more than fucking once or twice a week in a three weeks time. Let's just, just talk every day. Let's just have a four o'clock conference call and set it up. You about it? Very much about it. Let's do it. Perfect. Okay, cool. Well, today's going to be the start of it. And in terms of what we have not got to talk about, the AFC Championship, the NFC Championship, the Senior Bowl, Matthew Stafford being traded from Detroit to L.A., Jared Goff living the life in L.A. to being like, eh, bro, you're going to the old Detroit and have fun living the rest of your life there because that's pretty much where you're going to be playing the rest of your days. Uh, and now we got to preview the Super Bowl. So a lot to get into. But before we do any of that, we need to start with something we haven't been able to do in a while, and that's Tree Sivia. And I'm excited that it is here. I'm excited I'm back. I'm excited I'm looking at Trees, and I'm excited that you guys are listening. So thank you. You're right. There's way too much to talk about. Like this episode is going to be filled with like us going all over the place. I don't think we're going to be very organized because it's going to like pop pop into our head. But hey, that's what makes us great. So, but exactly. moving on to Tree Sivia. All right. I really wanted to get a Super Bowl one in, but I just didn't have time. But over the last two weeks, I came up with a few other ones. So we'll go with this one. All right. In 2019, how many touchdowns did DJ Moore have? Don't look at your stats. DJ Moore, receiver for the Carolina Panthers. Um, I'm going to say like th- Okay, 2019, so not this past season. Uh, I'm going to say like three or four, if that. He had four. Congratulations. Okay. All right. In 2020, how many touchdowns did he have? Shoot, it felt like that dude was all over the place because I had him in fantasy because we had been hyping him up all offseason. Uh, in the whole year prior, like, this guy's not gaining enough recognition. We need to start showing him some respect, put some respect on his name. It's exactly what we did. Dude balls out thanks to the fantasy team, thanks to Therese's recommendation on that again. I want to say it was like eight or nine. Did he get double digits in 10? He did not. Let me guess. It's four again. It is four again. You're right. So, um, which is, games. which is kind of my point though. Is like, it felt like he had a monster year, you know, compared to that. So what do you think his career high is in scrimmage yards in a season? So this is rushing and receiving. Correct. I mean, it's got to be at least 750. I mean, it's got to be more than that, right? Because he had at least 1,000 receiving yards. Yep. Uh, I want to say like 1250. Close, 1215. Ooh, okay. Okay, so you're very close there. What is his second highest scrimmage yards in a season? What, probably half that because they didn't go to him in terms of production because Christian McCaffrey was having a big year. And they were force feeding to everybody else. Um, six hundred. No, so he has back to back one thousand yard receiving yards uh, seasons. So same thing then, twelve fifty or twelve fifteen. Bingo. So in two thousand nineteen and two thousand twenty, he has the same exact stats: one thousand two hundred fifteen scrimmage yards and four touchdowns. Look at me. Oh, he probably had half. So false, it, same. It's crazy how this happens so often because a little. I mean, last year I did a trivia of like, um, who was it? Alvin Kamara catches, and he had eighty-one catches three years in a row. And then this year, I think he had eighty-two. I think he had one more. Like he's just like consistent, and it's crazy like to think about like how many touches players get. Obviously, each game is different, and they can come away with the same exact stats. Like it's like like one in a million shot. Well, I guess not, <laughs> you know, but at the same time, props, like, let's see you do it again. You know what I mean? Now, the other question is, 
you go back to back receiving yards of a thousand, like over a thousand receiving yards, and you're getting four touchdowns. People are going to recognize it, but they're not going to give you the, probably the recognition that you deserve in terms because, I mean, I'd like to see that touchdown number double, if not triple next season. 100%. I mean, it's just been last year in 2019, it was Christian McCaffrey just stealing everything. And then mm-hmm. this year, it was very much Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson getting the touchdowns. Curtis Samuel, who I want the Jags to get so badly in free agency, by the way. Um, so, sorry, he would, he just fits with Urban Meyer's offense. We already no, know. No, I wasn't. I wasn't shaking my head as I'm like, oh, that doesn't fit. It was more so just that would be crazy because you're probably not, I mean, you're giving up on D.D. Westbrook at this point, right? Yeah, for sure. So you have, so you have Chenault. Shark. Shark Chenault, and, and then um, Samuel. Samuel and Arm, Robinson, excuse me. And then Robinson at running back. Like that, obviously like Allen Robinson is the dream, but like, I don't think that's going to happen. So for me, like fallback is that. And then if they can't do that, like, Obviously, Jacks have a ton of picks and like Tony from Florida, who you got to see this last week, which we'll get into at the senior, but like he's who I would want to like as the Eskridge. Yeah. You as need, a to, you need to look at a Eskridge if you haven't. I have. Um, so yeah, I like all of them, you know, but like for me, I think I'd rather just spend on Samuel than like get to other positions with the draft picks. Um, that's just me. Uh, but anyways, going back to this this point of these guys. Is it safe to say that DJ Moore has become the most underrated receiver instead of Allen Robinson? Because it was always like we were always saying Allen Robinson last couple of years, but A Rob got a ton of love this year, and like everybody like loves him, and everybody says he's the top wide receiver free agent this year, which I agree with. Um, now I think that that kind of has slid in into DJ Moore's status here. I think that's a very fair thought. And I, I don't want to answer this as a, I'm right, you're wrong. But I mean, it is a very fair thought. Cause then you look around the league at everyone else who's, you know, having decently good seasons and putting up numbers, but they're not getting that same type of recognition. A couple years ago, that was Allen Robinson, right? You go to Chicago, every Bears fan's like, yo, what the fuck? This guy just got snubbed. He's not a Pro Bowler. What, like, you guys don't even watch his football if you don't think he's a Pro Bowler. And then, you know, you can go and look at Miami and be like, damn, look at Devontae Parker, right? Like, just he ain't getting the recognition either that he deserves. Um, and he put up a ton of numbers the year before. This past year, I mean, he's he's the guy. Like, he is the number one receiver in Miami, and it's just like people want to act like that he's just not there anymore and that they didn't just pay him a ton of money and that they should draft another receiver in the top ten. Hey, guess what? Go fucking trade Tua and get you a quarterback on Deshaun Watson and let him throw it up to Parker. Let him throw it up to Preston Williams. Let him throw it up to Mike Gusecki. And then, oh, draft a running back. Like, if you can somehow keep your second first rounder this year, take Najee Harris. See ya. Agreed. Agreed. Hey, Bills, you think you're going to win the division again? False. No disrespect, but false. Yeah. No way. a hell of a team. They need They got Watson. Yeah, especially if they got Watson. Like, they're winning that for sure. So, um, yeah. So, for me, I'm going to say that, you know, DJ Moore is, you know, up there. I'm sure I'm missing some other guys, which some of our listeners are like, how are you not naming this person? You know, I'm like, that's the point of underrated, you know, guys. But I think that DJ Moore kind of belongs in that category because you got to also remember, he's had Cam Newton and Teddy Bridgewater throwing him the ball. Yep. So. That is – a, a very a solid point. And let's just be those guys that give him the recognition. You know what I mean? Let's do that. DJ Moore, keep it up. Keep, keep it on you, boss. Totally. Um, Triple your touchdowns next year. You'll get, you'll get all the recognition in the world. And he's going to because Curtis Samuel is going to be gone, right? Like, he, he's, not, he's not resigning there. So, I think Curtis Samuel – I actually would probably say Curtis Samuel is pretty much a lock for either Washington or Jacksonville. I think Jackson will make sense because Washington already has two speedsters and like the Sembros. For sure, but he l- loved work- working with Ron Rivera. So there might just be that Ron Rivera aspect of it. That's why I brought up Washington. Well, look at you putting fucking puzzle pieces together. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, Back over to some video game action here. EA Sports yesterday drops in that they are coming back with NCAA football. 
I can't wait. I like everybody, every kid, like spent just numerous nights just playing through the night, just playing everything. Like we all remember, like what's our favorite duo of running the option and whatnot, you know, mine, Patty White and, you know, Steve Slayton with West Virginia. Uh, you have Divine on the opposite side at wide receiver, dude, unstoppable with that offense. They're running a three-three-five defense. Dude, I don't know how many. I don't know how many national championships I ran. I, I ran back with that team, and then at one point, nerd alert! I was ranked in the top ten in NCAA football in for Xbox because I had won so many games. Wait, say that again. I was ranked in the top 10 in NCAA football 2013 or something like that, 14, something like that. Yeah. What? Um, no, maybe it wasn't actually that. No, I think it was actually 2008 or nine with Patty White. Yeah, like 2008 or nine, something like that. <laughs> Fucking we, Christ, bro. That's impressive as hell. <laughs> yeah. Literally, like, Taylor, you know Taylor, my friend. Uh, he, uh, we would like literally have sleepovers, and like he would just fall asleep, like by like one o'clock, and like he would wake up, and like this is like when we were still in high school. He'd wake up for we'd have, be having two days during summer, and I would still hadn't gone to sleep, and I he'd be like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, dude, nineteen game win streak. I got one more to go, you know. And he's just like, you're fucking nuts. We'd go to practice, we'd come back, and normal kids would just go back. It's like I would just turn on the Xbox again and start playing again. And then we go to second day practice and then we came back. Then I'd sleep for a few hours, wake up and play all night again. I think at that age, I averaged like two hours of sleep plus doing two days of practice. Unhealthy relationship problem, bro. Unhealthy relationships with video games. Hence why I got into building video games for a living, but Hey, that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) So, this dude, I mean, you are a different breed. You know what I mean? But it's all respect, man. It's <laughs> all fucking respect. <laughs> Holy shit. Uh, 19 game winners. Did you get the 20? Did you, like, did you yeah. get the 20 game? Yeah, I think my highest was actually like 26 or 27. I never got to 30. Like, that was always my goal, and I never got there. Oh, nerds. And this it, isn't like a 30 game win streak with a couple breaks. This is like all at once. Uh, I mean, like, I would have to take a break to like, go to football practice, but yes. But, like, without losing. And this is not to the computer. This is against – this is online against other people. I would hope so. I would really hope it was. Yeah. <laughs> and I believe you. I believe that it was. Damn. This – it is very exciting news. It's nice that it is going to be back. Uh, I think a lot should go into this game. Like, I don't want this turning into the Madden where it's a copy and paste of what it used to be. A lot's changed in the world of college football in terms of recruiting, the transfer portal, you know what I mean? And everything like that should be incorporated in the game. And same as like being a coach. And Mello wrote a great article, mikedup113.com, about the game and what he thinks should be included in it. It was amazing. It was one of those articles where it was like, why doesn't EA just reach out and be like, you know what? Come be a part of the programming team and give us advice. Like, be an advisor, right? Just give us advice on what things should look like. And I hope to God he gets that because I am going to piggyback off of it and say I'm the same dude for Madden because if they can figure out college football, they can figure out Madden. And do you know what? I would love to be 25 years old and getting two, two hours a night of sleep because I'm playing video games all night because they're just that much fun. Instead of me throwing a corner route and a fucking linebacker floats 30 yards. And I'm, I'm going on a tangent and it's not needed. You are, by the I way, just like the game to be fun. And I'm excited that this is back because I honestly liked playing college football in NCAA more than I did Madden. Yeah, it was way better. It was much superior to Madden. Um, if you go to reach out to those people, don't say, I want to be part of the programming team. That's not going to get you anywhere. Um, I at figured least, it wasn't. That's why I quickly to- changed to advisor. And I saw you laugh and I was like, I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm trying. You don't. So it's fine. You'll, you'll be fine. You'll Who do it. I need to talk to? If I were to message EA and be like, I want to be a part of making this game the best that it can be, but I have no experience in creating a video game 
but I want to help with what the display can look like and the images and how people will look at it. Not the way it's going to work, but the way that people look at it and the way you can go from screen to screen and ideas can become a reality. The product development team. BRB. There you go. All right. Okay. We're moving on people. We're, we're going to keep going. Uh, recaps and some conference conference championship games. Um, one, I went 0 and two, um, <laughs> both of my predictions lost, um, chiefs game. And that was just, they played fantastic. I'm, I'm really, I'm going to let you dive into that game more. I'll dive more into the bills Packers game. Um, that game was a hell of a game. That was so much fun to watch. That Packers uh, Bucks game was back and forth. I mean, you know, Tampa got in that huge lead. Um, Packers had that chance to come back. Uh, you know, the defense caused some, you know, obviously some turnovers and then got them the ball back. And Aaron Rodgers and the offense had multiple chances to go down and score and take that lead and just never could. And so, you know, it's got to fall on them. You do hate to see a game that's, I don't want to say clean, but like the, nothing's really called. Um, and then at the end, something is called. You you hate to see that if it's a penalty or not, right? Like it was a penalty. It was hold. It's clear as day. But also you have plenty of other instances where it was clear as day and they didn't call it. Like you just hate that it comes down to that. Like that's what you hate. And that's how many NFC game championship games now in the last four years have come down to that. It's like, Solid three point. out of the last four like that have gone come down to that um again i don't want to tell the reps don't call it because you haven't because you've missed other ones right you don't want to do that but also you have to you have to also think about that like man like are am i really gonna end this game like this even though i've clearly not called this the rest of the game it just has to be consistent it's just like a you know in pitching, you know, like you have a strike box and you have to hit it and don't be changing it around for whoever's pitching or whoever's up to, you know, up to the plate. So that one's tough. Uh, overall, good game though. Tom Brady back at it again. Um, going to be an interesting game. Obviously these two teams met a while ago and the game, the final score looks a lot closer than what that game actually was. That was the game that Tyreek Hill went for 200 yards in the first quarter. And it was a kind of a blowout, uh, Chiefs really kind of went on cruise control and just chilled the rest of that game um, until they had to get what one first down in the fourth quarter. Just yeah. so, so Tampa Bay didn't get the ball back with one chance, but really it was like, it's getting one first down for Patrick Mahomes. Not very hard. <laughs> so yeah. um, overall, I, I actually am going to say this. I hate how everybody like then as soon as the Packers, lost like attack them for their draft again right well maybe you shouldn't have drafted a quarterback in the first and a running back in the second like you weren't saying that all year when they were dominating games like don't say it now just because they lost they still I, went 13 and three they still went 13 and three right and like or i 14 yes. and four yeah i guess with that yeah plus but like yes we get it they shouldn't have like everybody said that but you can't say that now just because they lost like well now if you would have done that it would have changed everything like Come on. They had their chances. Like, I don't think that you can pull that card, but that's just me. Um, anyways, that's NFC championship game. I'll hand it off to you for AFC. I, I mean, I think everything you said's fair. I kind of want to stay on the NFC championship a little bit because I want to hear your thoughts on the AFC as well. Um, I felt like that game really got out of hand for the Packers early, but it was nice to see them kind of make the comeback. Right. And then be in that situation late but I just don't understand why Aaron Rodgers didn't run the football. Like if he runs it in or at least gets close, I mean, you're right there on, I believe getting the first down, like you're, you're right there. If not scoring, boom, there it is. Like you're possibly in the Super Bowl If you just run it in instead, you guys kick a field goal. And that is another call. That's very questionable because why the hell, do you not trust your quarterback? Like your defense just got three interceptions on Tom Brady. I'm sorry. You can't expect a fourth. Like you can't expect to just have that happen again. Like you have to know, like, all right, we've gotten every break we could possibly get and we did nothing with it. And then in turn of it, you're going to get three points. Like you just, you looked yourself right in your big toe and you shot it off. Like you just said, see you later, big toe. Don't want you. 
again, in saying that, though, they did have a chance of stopping the Buccaneers, and that one penalty does ruin it for them. That's just one of those blatant calls that has to be made. And, and I know you just mentioned that, Therese, but it does suck that another NFC Championship game comes down to a call like that. And that's not something I'd really thought of before. So you bring that up. Damn, good point. Now. One last thing before we go to the AFC. That very valid point on the field goal. You can't kick a field goal there. You have to go for it. Like You cannot. Like That is one of the worst calls in playoff. Like In recent playoff history, one of the worst calls. Uh, you can't do that. Because if um, you don't get it, they're still there. You know what I mean? They're, they're exactly. pinned in their own goal line. Like Exactly. Yeah, totally. Um, and then as for him running it, everybody has that like screenshot of it pause where it looks like he has all this running room. But like if you watch that play right when that screenshot happens, like that defender actually turns and would have chased him down. There's I actually don't think he would have scored. Um, but to your point, he still probably would have been down on like the two or three yard line. And yeah. then all of a sudden, then all of a sudden you're easily going for it. Right. So, um, yeah. Anyways, sorry. No, I, that's awesome. Now to transition to the AFC championship game, this sounds super cocky as a chiefs fan. It never felt like there was something to really be worried about with the bills because you knew they didn't have a running game. Like the moment Zach Moss goes down, it's like, oof. They don't have a running game. And then when Wait, you hear Todd Edwards Hilaire's playing. Sorry, you're saying before the game, you were not worried. No. Get the fuck out of here. I, I know it. I, I know. And I talked to Mel about this in the hotel room. And I was like, I didn't say anything. I didn't talk about it all week. But like, I was never worried about the game. Did I want it to be a good game and a close one? Yes. Did I know the Chiefs were going to win and they were going to go back to the Super Bowl? 100%. Yeah, I know it sounds super cocky, but I promise I talked to Mel about it in the in the hotel room as we were watching the game because we were in Memphis watching the championship games. Now, during that game, it got to a point where he looked at it with Kansas City and he was like, they have heard everything that everybody talked about. That's my fan speak. That was my fan speak right there at the beginning. But as a person who does talk about them a lot and is on radio, they heard everything. They do hear everything. They are hearing everything. They read it on Twitter. They hear the sound bites, you know, from ESPN and, and Fox and all that. Like, they hear it. Like, everyone does. I know Bucks players are hearing the same thing. And with the Chiefs, you can tell that they use it to motivate. And I'm not saying the Bucks don't, but the Chiefs are also active on social media. Excuse me. That they take it personally and that they let it fire them up and they use it as fuel. And I know everybody does. But with Kansas City being the defending Super Bowl champs, you saw that spark there in the AFC Championship game. And with the Bills, they hadn't been there before. They hadn't been in those moments. You know what I mean? They haven't dealt with that pressure of being down and not having an answer and their defense not being able to get stops. And then the offense not being able to match it. They just they hadn't dealt with that yet. And so that's why I believe it was the episode before the AFC Championship game, Trees, that we mentioned where I said, I don't know if it was on the podcast or on radio, but I brought up the point, it was like, hey, the Buffalo Bills are going to be going back for a redemption tour next season because they were going to reach to this point. They were going to know they didn't have enough, but they know they can get here, and that's exactly what happened. Now, they got smacked in the mouth in the AFC Championship game, and they didn't have much of an answer for it, but that's still a young team. And that's a very good football team, and they're going to be fun to watch for years with Josh Allen being a quarterback. You just can't let him continue to be the guy that takes you as far as he can take you because that's not fair. And you're going to end up with a Green Bay Packers and Aaron Rodgers situation where you go to one Super Bowl and then you struggle to get back there ever again because, like, Aaron Rodgers will bat, you know, will get us out of this. Josh Allen will find a way to get us through this. So I would love to see the Bills continue to build on their team and become a more complete team and solidify their run game so it's not just don't let Josh Allen beat us. You know what I mean? Worry about Zach Moss. Worry about getting beat up by the offensive line. And then add to that defense as well because you're probably going to lose um, a linebacker or so in the offseason. Fun game. I loved it. It did get to a point where it was like, all right, ready for this game to be over. Like, let's get to the Super Bowl because it did reach to a point where it was like, this is over. Like, it just – it is. So, hopefully Kansas City can transition that into the Super Bowl. Hopefully Tampa Bay um, – is able to figure ways to slow down the Chiefs offense because that's 
just what they're going to have to do and what they're going to need to do. And I know we'll talk more about this in terms of a preview later in the episode, but yeah, they've got to find a way to slow that down if they want a chance to stay in this game because Antoine Winfield is dealing with an injury as well, limited in practice. Tonio Brown, same situation. They need those guys, and they need them to compete. So, like I said, I know we're going to get into it more uh, here in the episode, but, Trish, kind of what were your thoughts on the AFC Championship game as well? Uh, I turned it off at the end of the third quarter, I think. <laughs> like, it was – it was bad, man. Like the Chiefs, the Chiefs very much were just the better team that day. I don't think that they're that much better than the Bills. I think that it just that's just the way the ball kind of fell in this in this particular you know situation. Um, we kind of talked about kicking the field goal for the Packers. I mean, I I went off on Twitter when when the Bills just kept kicking field goals. Like that was the that was so much worse than the Packers. Like the Packers at least was like, okay, then we just got to get one stop and then we get the ball back. Like the bills, like, what were you doing? Like you continue to kick field goals to where you're down two scores, a field goal. What did that do? Still made you down two scores. Like that does not help you. Like you were a game away from the Super Bowl. You go all out. If your offense has led you this far in the season, like, you, you count on them to get first downs on, I think there was like a fourth and two, a fourth and three, a fourth and six, like all inside there, the Chiefs like 30 yard line. I'm just like, just go for it. Um, I'll never, I'll never agree with kicking field goals when you're in that situation against the Chiefs. If you're facing a team that's just like, you know, they can't do anything on offense. Sure. Right. But like, you know, the Chiefs are going to go down and score. You can't, you will never win games against Patrick Mahomes kicking field goals. And that's what happened. I mean, looking at it early on, they went down nine, nine up or sorry, nine, zero. They should have been trying to get a touchdown and go up 14. Like we've already, you brought, you bring it up and to us every single week, right? Like look what they did against the Titans and the Texans last playoffs. Like they were down by 20 plus on both of them. Like you think that nine is going to do it. Get out of here. So that's my opinion. So I, I, I seriously did turn it off. I ended up watching the fourth quarter, like two days later, just to like, see, see how it finished. Um, but yeah, I turned it off and started watching something else. I was like, I'm not going to wait. I'm not going to waste my time. I know the outcome of this. <laughs> I don't blame you. I don't blame you at all. Uh, so now that we've recapped the AFC championship game and the NFC championship game, let's get into what immediately followed that. And that was the senior bowl. It was in Mobile again. It did take place. It did happen. It was awesome. It was a ton of fun. It was in the new stadium for uh, South Alabama Jaguars football team that is completely finished. That is an absolutely beautiful stadium. It's not big, but it's not small. And it's like they nailed the budget that they were given to build that. The video board is huge. The press box looks nice. The stands are nice. Everything is brick. It just, there's a video board that goes all the way around the stadium. Um, it just, it's amazing. And it was a great time. It was awesome to be back in Mobile. And the fact that they were able to host it again at the stadium and let it take place and do the game, it was great. Getting to see, you know, Matt Rule and the Carolina Panthers lead practices, big yellers. They love to fucking yell. Matt Rule, if he gets an opportunity to yell, he's taking full advantage of it. And everybody hears it, and it's great. You look at the Miami Dolphins, high-energy type of practices in terms of, like, their coaching staff is very involved and very, you know, set on techniques, and they, they pay attention to the small things in terms of special teams, and that translates all the way from Brian Flores as well as leading the practice – in terms of you might not really see him moving around a lot, you know, or going anywhere, but he just kind of like blends in and just keeps everything smooth and flowing. And it kind of translates to the success of the Miami Dolphins. I know that might sound weird, like watching practice, but there was a clear difference in who was able to be more productive and get more out of their guys in the practices. And I also think that carried over into the game. Um, it was cool to see. It was cool to see those guys. It was awesome to see Najee Harris. It was cool to see Sam Ellinger. I'm a Texas fan. Let's go. Um, sorry, Trees, that was super douchey. This is definitely not going on YouTube now. <laughs> but it was cool to see those guys, and guys that I felt like really stepped up. Nico Collins, receiver out of Michigan. Frank Darby, receiver out of Arizona State. Um, 
fuck, there's a tight end out of Duke, and his name slipped my mind. He had a good week of practice. Uh, the tight end out of Boston College, he had a really good week of practice. And then you look at the offensive linemen, and it's just you get these guys that are from small schools, a guy up in Wisconsin, D3 guy, comes in, lets his belly hang out, and he just absolutely obliterates guys. Like, he just had a fucking hell of a week, and it was awesome. And it's just I keep saying awesome because it's just what it was. The weather was nice. It was a great time. It was fun catching up with people, being back in draft picks, drinking. Tracy were there last year. We went back onto the wiffle ball field, cranked some home runs, got super drunk. It was great. I loved it, and I miss that you were not there. I got to talk to our guys, Dan and Damon. Hey, hey, that was fun catching up with him. I mean, we sent you a snap tree, so I hope you enjoyed it. Um, in terms of practice, though, and everything, Trace, if you have any questions, feel free to ask. I know it's been a long time since we've talked, but it was a great time, man. I'm glad I got to go again, though. That is for sure. Yeah, I was the. I mean, it's obviously I'm jealous that you got to go, but I think the best, the what I'm most jealous about is it was actually good weather. Like last year, it was pouring rain. We were wearing coats the entire time and just soaking wet the entire yeah. time. Thank goodness we had you know, a suite up there during practices last year. We got, we got extremely lucky. Um, but yeah, um, I'm sure it was a hell of a time. Uh, I missed those guys. Yes, I did get your snaps. It was hilarious. I was just busting up laughing. My wife was like, what are you giggling at? I'm like, just my friends. Uh, <laughs> just my buds. So uh, that's awesome. Um, I mean, we should do a, like a really good deep dive into this um, next week. I, I know that we're kind of getting short on time. We still have the Super Bowl to preview. Uh, so we'll probably dive into this a little bit more next week on just some prospects that we're starting to like um, heading into draft season, considering next week it is officially draft season for all teams. Um, I mean, it is right now for 30 of the 32. So, I mean, we might as well get into it. Uh, let's get into the Super Bowl, though. Obviously, that is in just a few days. It is... Um, coming up fast for you specifically as a Chiefs fan. So back-to-back years for you guys, uh, Tampa Bay being the first team ever to host a Super Bowl in their home stadium, which is super cool. Um, I mean, every team's ever, you know, always wanted that. I think it's going to be a fun atmosphere. It's a little different as we're only going to have 20, how many, how many people are going to be in there? I can't remember off the top of my head. I want to say 25,000. 20 or 2,500, yes. 25,000 people are going to be there. Yeah. And then 30,000 are going to be cardboard. So it is going to look like it's a full stadium basically is what the NFL is going to do. Um, and a lot of, you know, medical workers, first responders and stuff. There's about, about 7,000 of them that got uh, tickets. I think that's awesome. With the NFL, From super Tampa, cool. Boston and Kansas city. Yeah. Super cool. So that's awesome. Um, I'll just dive into it. Uh, I've actually gone I, I want to say I want to, I've gone back and forth about who I think is going to win this game but I actually think that Chiefs win and it's not I don't know. I don't want to say it's not close cuz it's Tom Brady. Um like so that's always hard to say. I think I will say I think the Chiefs are far and away a better team. That's what I'm going to say. I think they are a much better team. But there's something about Tom Brady that will probably keep this game close. That's what it that's what it's going to end up coming down to. Um so I actually came down, we talked about this before we got on the, the episode. I came down to Southern Utah this week so then I can drive to Vegas on Saturday to put down a whole bunch of bets. And I will tell you, I'm actually not going to be betting on the outcome of the game very much, but I'm going to be doing a ton of player prop bets. Um, basically, every bet for Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill I can do, I'm betting the over. So that's what I'm doing. No shit. Yeah. I think I honestly, I might even do it with all the Tampa base um, receivers and, and Tom Brady as well. I think that this, I think this is going to be a very high scoring, exciting Super Bowl. I think that they, I think that this is going to get fans very excited for this game. Fuck. Yeah, dude. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I love to hear. Cause I'm going to try and hold it back. I'm clear. Just to say it. it. Just say it. Just say it. Go. We're fucking back. Hashtag yep. run it back. This, they're about to fucking do it. Absolutely, this is going to happen. Every bit of it. The only thing that really worries me is the fact that it is in Tampa. They are home. So this is a completely just another normal week for Tampa Bay. And Tom Brady's wife and kids 
have left him completely alone the last two weeks, said, see you later. We'll let you study. We'll let you break down film. We'll let you do this. Don't even worry about us. You're good. Do your thing. I don't know if this is something they've always done or if it's something they're just doing this year for him so they can get out of the house and let Tom be Tom in terms of breaking down the Chiefs defense and any weaknesses that are there. That's my concern. Now, listening to all of the, I shouldn't say all because there's so many of them, the media videos that have been put out there in terms of quotes from Chiefs players, from Buccaneers players, this is the first time Tampa has been in this situation. I know Tom Brady is your quarterback, and I know Rob Gronkowski is a your tight end, one of them, I should say. This is the first time a lot of these guys have experienced this type of moment. These there's some there's a mixture of young guys. There's a mixture of some old guys as well, um, especially on the defensive side of the ball. And I think that emotion and that nervousness is going to carry over at the beginning of the game to where you look at Kansas City and it's an experienced unit on both sides of the ball who never who didn't excuse me, did not lose starters from last year. They are literally adding to it. Right. Sammy Watkins is expected to play. Uh, Demarcus Robinson is a guy who is dealing with um, a close call of COVID-19 due to his barber testing positive. He'd already gotten his hair cut. He was pretty much just like, okay, hey, close, close contact. You have to sit out, go through protocols, make sure you're good. He is expected to play. You look on the defensive side of the ball. You have LeJarius Sneed, a rookie corner who's been absolutely balling out showcase that talent in the AFC championship game against the bills. I believe where he had two sacks. You look at the defensive line for the chiefs. They're there. Tershawn Warden, a young rookie uh, who was undrafted out of Missouri S and T, which is an engineering school in the middle of the state. No one's fucking looking at the dude. He's a brawler. He can get into your pass rush. It's good. Alex Okafor is playing this game. He missed last year. He didn't get to play because he tore his pec. Again, staying on the defense, you look at linebacker-wise, they're experienced with Anthony Hitchens, Ben Neiman, Damian Wilson, and, I mean, Daniel Sorensen, glorified linebacker, right? I mean, the dude's everywhere. He's going to be an impact in this game. And the one name that I haven't even mentioned yet, which is the most important one, is Juan Thornhill. He went out last year towards ACL at the end of the year and didn't miss the playoffs, right? Didn't get to play in the Super Bowl. He's been battling it just mental mindset this year and just getting back, feeling confident, trusting his knee. He was back last week in the AFC Championship game. I mean, he just was. The dude balled out. He's going to this week. I think he's going to be a huge impact type of guy who takes away the deep ball. And other members of this defense in Brashad Breland, Rashad Fenton, and Charvarius Ward, they've all been here. They know the moment. They understand it. They've already played Tampa. They've handled these receivers. Antonio Brown, they haven't handled him. They're going to be fine. Steve Spagnuolo is going to have something drawn up where they're good to go. And when you look at this offense for the Kansas City Chiefs, pick your freaking poison because Patrick Mahomes is going to make plays. We know that. If you want to go man against Travis Kelsey in this team, Tyreek Hill is going to say, see you later, we're gone. Travis Kelsey is uncoverable in the middle of the field. Even when you think you got him covered, you don't because Patrick Mahomes will throw the ball to the left or right. Kelsey will jump and catch it. Bam, first down on third and 12. These type of plays happen. The one thing that I am concerned with, though, and I'm sorry I'm ranting so long about this, but it's nice to just get this out and just let it just flow out of me, right? Eric Fisher's out with an Achilles injuries. Mitchell Schwartz is most likely done as a Kansas City Chief and career-wise at a right tackle who's had a prolific career back injury it's pretty much it for these type of guys right you hate to see it mike rimmers who has been starting in place of mitchell shorts will move over to left tackle and andrew riley wiley excuse me who's been playing right guard or left guard will transition to right tackle that means al Gretti, who is a center out of illinois they drafted a couple years ago will play left guard and wisniewski will play right guard austin Ryder stays at center they're gonna be fine it's not like these guys haven't played all year they're going to be here. They're going to be fine. They're going to be okay. They are dealing with a very good defensive line and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They faced a pretty good one last year in the San Francisco 49ers are well, as well and held their own. It, I hope this is a fun game. I hope it's a high-scoring game. But at the same time, I can look at it and I can say that they're probably going to be so controlled offensively that they don't want to ruin the game. Like They don't want to ruin a big moment or drive 
um, and give away momentum due to a turnover for taking chances downfield. When you look at Tampa, that's all their offense is. And if the Chiefs can continue to get pressure with corner blitzes, linebacker blitzes, just interior pass rush by rushing four, I think they do force Tom Brady into some mistakes. I hope the interceptions that Mahomes has been getting away with the last couple years of his career, throwing the ball downfield, I hope those don't, you know, come to show out this this season. Last year, though, he didn't play his best game in the Super Bowl. Like, I can say that. He didn't play that well starting out. He figured it out. He got comfortable, found a groove, took advantage of the openings that were there. They executed, you know, their game plan changes that they had at halftime, and they eventually won the game, right? And the, the score doesn't reflect how close the game was due to the breakaway run by Damian Williams. Um to end it against the 49ers, but this week in this game, and again, I'm going so long, but it's going to be a good one. It's going to be a fun one. And I hope this is one of those games that just goes down in the history books as one of the greatest Super Bowls ever with Patrick Mahomes and Tom Brady being the guys, because this is a type of matchup we would dream about if it never happened. Like, could you imagine if we got to see Tom Brady at the end of his career with Patrick Mahomes at the beginning and the legacies that they both built in the NFL? Guess what motherfuckers it's here. And we get to see it Sunday, and I'm excited. You guys aren't mother efforts. You guys are awesome. Thanks for listening. Sorry that took so long. You're good. You're good, dude. Um, whew, yeah, deep breaths, deep breaths. Uh, overall, though, I, yeah, I could see the concern with the pass rush of the Bucks. Uh, you know that they're going to come back with something more creative than what they were doing before. They're not going to be doing man to man against Tyree kill and stuff. So, um, but I, again, I'm sure that Andy Reed is ready for anything. And so, um, yeah, I think it's going to be interesting. I think it, again, I'm going to continue to say, it. I think that both teams end up with 30 plus points. I think that this so is you're a betting high over then too. I would be. Yes. Cause I think it's like 57 and a half. <clears throat> yeah. I'd be betting the over 56. 56. Yeah, for sure. I'll probably, I'll probably bet that when I get over to Vegas. So smash the over. Yep. So let's do some, let's do some player prop bets and we'll just go through it. All right. So Patrick Mahomes over under 326 and a half passing yards over. Thank you. I'll give you your money for two hours, three hours, four hours. And then you have to give it back to me. Plus some, that's the easiest bet. 326 yards. Easy. You think so? Easy. I feel like a kid in a candy store. Like, <laughs> like this is probably going to be my highest. I don't know if it's gonna be my highest bet, but I will put a lot of money on this one. I'll probably put, <laughs> I don't know. I'll probably put, I mean, it's uh, minus 120 right now. I'll probably put like 200 bucks down on this one. 200 bucks on this game? On that, on Patrick Mahomes over bet. How much money you plan on walking out with? Dude, my wife listens to this episode. I'm not going to tell you numbers. Okay. <laughs> All righty, pal. You know, you know that I don't even remember. I don't even know who it is, but there's that meme that like that lady's like in the courtroom and she's asking numbers and the guy's like, higher, higher, higher. And then, <laughs> and then eventually he gets your number and he's like, probably <laughs> like that's, prob- that, that's me right now. <laughs> I don't know who that is. I probably should know. It's probably like a very important person. I have no idea, but um, that's me right now. And you need to find that and use it to your advantage, please, because that's fucking hilarious. Um, luckily, my she wife knows. asks, how much money are you betting on the Super Bowl this week? Yeah. <laughs> me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Me. Um, but no, for real. Probably. Like, at least she knows. Uh, we. I made it very clear. I was like, Saturday just so you know, I'm going to be gone for hours. I'm going golfing with the boys. And then as soon as I'm done, I'm driving to Vegas to put a whole bunch of money down on the Super Bowl. And she's like, okay. I was like, okay. As long as we're, as long as we're clear. So anyways, it doesn't matter. Nobody cares. Let's go. 326 and a half. Are you going over or under? Yeah, I'm going to go over. Of course you are. Tom Brady, 301 and a half. You cut out. I'm sorry. Say that again. Oh, sorry. Tom Brady, 301 and a half. Yeah, I'm going to say the over. I mean, if if Patrick Mahomes is throwing that amount, so is Tom Brady. Yep, agreed. 
Um, actually, that's probably the bet that I'll do. I'll like the most is probably combining those two with both the over because his oh, that his over is only at minus one fifteen, so that's nice. Um, okay, uh, this one I probably won't touch, but uh, Patrick Mahomes two and a half passing touchdowns. Yes, a lock for three. See, and that's where I get worried is that he get, he ends up scrambling and he rushes for one and it just throws everything off. Oh, he'll have four or five total. He's going to have three passing. Four or five total. Okay. Um, Tom Brady's the same one, two and a half. Um, yeah, I would take the over as well. I'll, I'll put money on that one because it's actually plus 120. So you get a lot more payout um, if, if he does go over on that one. So I'll probably put some money on that one just because. Um, oh, here's one. Quarterbacks combined, uh, four and a half. That's the one that I would take the over for sure. Yep. Four and a half touchdowns. Um, these are completions. Let's not care. Let's not. I will take uh, this. These are interesting ones. Pass attempts, 40 and a half. For Patrick Mahomes, I I'm taking the over on that all day. You think so? Yeah, dude. Tampa Bay's rush defense is so good, dude. Andy Reid is smart. He's gonna go. What's my strength? Oh, I have Patrick Mahomes. Cool, that's my strength. What's their strength against the run? Okay, then let's just not do that. This is where I get in moment of psyching myself out on these thoughts because it's like they know their offensive line is banked up, right? And I just hyped them up a little bit ago, but it's also the thought of like the best way to get an offensive line that's not at its peak going is by running the ball. And so I sure. think they try to take advantage of that early, especially with Clyde Edwards Hilaire being back in the lineup. Darrell Williams power running as much as he does. I mean, if, if you can run with Darrell Williams and get fucking six yards of carry, I mean, shit, it's going to be hard to not do that if that offense is rolling and then that's when you take your strikes with Patrick Mahomes. Not that they're going to take the game away from Patrick Mahomes, but the Chiefs ran the ball a lot in the Super Bowl last year. I think I think Damian Williams had over 20 carries, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. I mean, Williams is not going to come anywhere near averaging six yards a carry in the Super Bowl, just to be clear. Bet. Okay, I'll – Let's just no, do no, this. Whoa, whoa, no. I didn't mean points. like I didn't mean I didn't mean bet actual money. It's just like bet okay. Fuck, I bet bro. I'm trying to be trying I bet, to keep it with the young dudes. Uh yeah, I'm sure I'm sure you are. Um okay, let's see. Let's go, let's go down to some more. Uh these are all passing stuff. Sorry, I'm trying to get to some other non non-quarterback ones, which I may only have the running back ones. Okay, here we go. Here's some receiving yards. Um Chris Godwin, 75 receiving yards. Under. I'm actually going to take the over on that one. I think that they'll be able to attack it from that side. Um, don't care about that. Let's do Mike Evans, 65 and a half. Over. Okay. So you think, His you size think this is, is going to be Evans a difference maker? Yeah. Okay. Gronk, 29 and a half. Under. I think I'd probably take the under on that one too. Uh, Travis Kelsey, 99. Over. Yep. He's going to have like 132 touchdowns. I wouldn't be surprised if he's MVP of this game. Uh, Tyreek Hill, 93. 92 and a half to be exact. But Over. Same. Um, I can see him taking one of those little pitches around the edge, 70-some yards, and just adios. Yeah, for sure. So how many catches do you think that like um, Kelsey has, for example? Seven or eight. Wow. Let's see. I'm just trying to find out what it is right now. I can't find his right now because that's long. Oh, how about this longest reception for Travis Kelsey? That's a good one. Right now it's set to 25 and a half over under. Okay. I was going to say like 30, 35. Okay, so you're taking- like reception. Yeah, like one reception. What's the longest reception he has in a game? And that is catching it and running it, right? That's not in-air reception yards. Yeah, yep. Easy over. I think so as well. Oh, man, this this one would be fun. First, on first reception, how many yards is um, Mike Evans? 
Does he have over 11 yards or under 11 yards on his first reception? Over. They want to show that he can be a deep threat. They, Travis Kelsey. They're going to they're gonna have to because I need to extend the field. Okay, Tra- Travis Kelsey, 12 yards over or under on his first under. reception. Under. under. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Hit him on like a six-yard hitch. Tyreek Hill, 13 and a half. Under. Me too. I actually think that – I actually think – because of the offensive line, I think that they do some little like wide receiver screen type thing to heal and just like let him just try to get in yards. And he gets like one of those like classic like nine yard and then yep. second and one. And now Mahomes gets to just throw it deep. Like I, I just see that as a like a perfect like first first scenario for them. I think and you're then, exactly right. <laughs> um, let's see here. Who has more receptions in the game? Uh, Tyreek Hill or Mike Evans? Tyreek. Okay. So Tyreek. Just because that offense flows through him so much more than it does Evans. It does. I think I, that's probably one I'd want to put money on Evans because it's plus 240 and it's minus 300 for Hill. So like the payout is just like nothing for Hill. But I think Scotty Miller has a big game. So there is quite a bit of Scotty Miller. Because Tom Brady wants, is he's going to get the ball out of his hands quick. He knows Leonard Fournette and Ronald Jones are not receiving backs unless it is literally Ronald Jones and the flat all by himself. Scotty Miller is a Julian Edelman for Tom Brady, and I'm not even kidding you when I say he could probably have double-digit receptions. No, that's fair. First catch of the game goes to who? Out of the entire game? I mean, let's just do it for both teams. I'm going to get cute. McCall Hardman for the Chiefs. So McCullough Hardman is plus 600. So he has the fourth best odds. So it goes Kelsey Hill, Watkins, Hardman. Um, what yeah, about? I think it's just going to be one of those pitches to Hardman. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. Um, all right, cool. Well, that's, that's a lot of those things. Rushing yards. So let's just hurry and do a couple of rushing yard ones. CEH, uh, how many um, rushing yards? Man, his rushing, t- you're going to take the over on this for sure. Uh, 31. Oh, 100%. Yeah, smash the fuck out of the over. They have Daryl Williams at 40 and a half. So they think Daryl Williams is going to have 10 yards more rushing than. I wonder if that changes with them getting closer to the game and like Clyde Edwards Hilaire is deemed active and starting and everything. Good. I mean, this was updated as of what's today's date? The third. Oh, this was updated yesterday. So. Okay. Um, Okay. Let's do Leonard Fournette. Speaking of that. That run by Leonard Fournette was so dirty. That his touchdown run. Oh my yeah. goodness! I was like, I had a tear in my eye. Like, why? <laughs> why could you not do that back in your Jacksonville days? But that was sick. Like, I'll give him credit. Like, that was that was a sick run. Like, it was super cool. Um, sorry. So Fournette, fifty-one rushing yards. The under. I think they're going to be in a situation where they're down and they're throwing the ball. Tom Brady. That's tough, though. Tom Brady, a half a yard rushing. (laughs) I'd take the over. He's going to have a fourth down QB sneak. I mean, shit. And they're going to credit him a yard. Yeah. I think I'll, if they have this bet when I'm there, I think I'll take this. It's plus one, plus, plus 120. Dude, I'm going to have so much fun with all these bets. I'm going to be going nuts. This is going to be awesome. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. I think that's enough bets. I'm sure other people are like, okay, look, can we move on here? Um, so that's our Super Bowl. Uh, I think in the end, we're both just taking the Chiefs here. So I will take them and covering that three-point spread, which, which is what they are. Um, so let's move on to the last thing before we sign off for the day, and that is, <laughs> that is the trade. So... fucking breaking news saturday night jesus christ what a trade this was matthew stafford already requested a trade from the detroit lions get it i don't i'm not mad at him you can't be right you paid your dues in detroit now here's the thing everyone deemed it to the san francisco 49ers and it made sense and it was gonna be great the more i've sat back and thought of this this is probably the perfect situation he could have landed in no matter what other teams, I'm talking Denver, I'm talking Carolina, I'm talking San Francisco. Los Angeles is the best place he could have landed. 
because the playmakers that are around him and the defense that is absolutely solidified is so much better than the other places he would have gone or could have landed in terms of a trade. Matthew Stafford going for two firsts and Jared Goff is just nuts. Like the Lions, they have a court, they have a future quarterback. I don't think Jared Goff is that bad. Now, I do wonder what the fuck he did for Sean McVay to be like, get the hell out of here. I'm ready to move on. But at the same time, I'm happy for Stafford. I'm happy he gets this opportunity to go win a Super Bowl or at least compete for one because that's exactly what he's going to be doing in Los Angeles if he can stay healthy. San Francisco, 33 free agents. Who you bringing back? How you fixing it? Good luck. Arizona, Kyler Murray, get through a whole season healthy. Find a way to keep, you know, to stay healthy at least. Seattle, it's you in LA, baby. It is you in LA out there in the NFC West next year. I know we want to praise Arizona, but you got Matthew Stafford right there. Comeback king. Literally. Not even kidding. This is great. For the Lions, you got a future. I already said it. You got a quarterback. You get first-round picks. If Goff doesn't seem to be the guy, you can move on. You're changing everything about that organization. This is a completely fresh start in terms of ownership, front office, coaching, quarterback, everything. You're probably losing Kenny Galladay, but you still got some nice pieces there in TJ Hawkinson and DeAndre Swift at running back in your defense. It's okay. You're going to be fine. Be excited for the future because I'm not going to say it's sit here. I'm not going to sit here and say it's bright, but it looks good. It looks fun. It looks like something to be excited about. LA, have fun competing in the Super Bowl against the Bills next year. Yeah, they're they're going to be awesome. Like that's a I agree. It's a it's an awesome situation for Stafford and McVay to just have some fun with that. So um, I will actually say that the Lions, I think, sign franchise tag Galladay and he's back okay. I think that they by making that move I think that that solidifies that that's just my opinion though um so we'll see there uh there was rumors that uh the Panthers actually offered pick eight for Stafford um so that's always an interesting one it's like would you rather have just eight just straight up for him or would you rather have two first round picks that we know we'll be in the twenties in the high twenties for the next two years. I mean, it's just like the Jags with Ramsey, right? Like they knew that the Rams were going to be good and you're going to get two, you know, and they end up getting picked 20 and 25 with that pick. Mm-hmm. So you're, you know, that's like best case scenario for the lions. So those two plus Jared Goff, which one would you rather have? I, I think they overall, I think they made the right choice, but it would be interesting to see a team with pick seven and eight. Cause that's their picks. So they would just have back-to-back oh, picks in the yeah. top 10. So would have been interesting um, if that's if that rumor is true. Um, but overall, I think it's a great trade. Uh, crazy to see Jared Goff on the move. Um, I hope that he does well. I mean, this offense is going to be so run heavy that it's – I mean, maybe that's good for Jared Goff. Um, so we'll see there. Uh, I think that – I tweeted this out. Like, I think DeAndre Swift is just going to have a monster year next year with uh, – I agree. Um with their new with Anthony Lynn as their new OC. Like yep. he, he had monster running back stats when he was an OC for the Bills before he took on the uh Chargers head coaching job. Um as for the NFC West, I agree. Like Niners, let's just see what they're I have faith in, you know, Shanahan that he's gonna keep them in it and everything went healthy. Uh I agree with the Cardinals, like, what are they going to be? Like, they might just, this might just be what they are. Exciting team that, like, some weeks that you're just like, what just happened? And some weeks you're like, oh, wow, you just put up 40 points, and I can see why. Um, Seattle, the biggest thing is what are they going to do offensively, right? So they let go of Brian Schottenheimer, who ended up going to the Jags. So the Jags actually have both of their old former OCs in Bevel and Schottenheimer. So that's actually, for me, kind of exciting for uh, Trevor Lawrence because I think that both of them did very well with um, Russell Wilson. So I'm actually excited about that. But they they obviously want to run the ball more, which is like, why do you have Russell Wilson if you're going to want to run the ball more? So that's going to be the big thing. So I would actually say that the Rams should be the favorite heading into next year. 
the NFL never fucking sleeps, dude. Never sleeps. And there's going to be so many trades when we get close to March 5th when the – I think it's March 5th when the new year starts for NFL. Some, somewhere in that Somewhere week. around there. I can't remember the exact date, but um, whatever that is, like there, I can see so because of the salary cap with it dropping, there's going to have to be so many trades. It's going to be nuts. It's going to be a lot of fun. So it definitely, God damn it, I'm so freaking excited. I mean, after this Sunday, it's like, all right, three pat, hashtag three pat. Oh God, I can barely deal with run it back, dude. Please don't start with kidding. three pat. Like I, hey, I just can't let me enjoy it. Just let me enjoy I it. I'm gonna let you enjoy it when you're there. I've never once not let you enjoy it. That's for just for the record. <laughs> um, okay. But, but. I'm excited. It's going to be a good time. Uh, hope you guys all have a great Super Bowl weekend. I hope you guys enjoy some delicious food, watch an awesome game, and um, come back next week. We're going to be talking about, you know, the recap of this game and all the new hires. We're going to start grading those out, and then we'll start breaking down some prospects. So we appreciate you guys. We missed you all of you, and tonight we've been talking football.